Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Here to Romans chapter 10. Romans 10, I want you to turn there. I want to continue our series on when you pray. How many understand that when we pray, great things happen, right? Great things happen. We are, I, I just sense that this, this Daniel fast is, is doing something new and fresh. That we're not going to just do the fast, be the same afterwards. There's a prayer movement that's, that's happening in the Spirit. I really believe God's raising the level of prayer at Calvary. Uh, I believe because of that, some incredible things are going to happen. So we are, we are moving through. We are being prepared for the next season. I look at these events. They're not just things on a calendar. Uh, the women's conference, uh, a relationship uh, conference, uh, Jesse Duplantis coming. Man, if you need a, a, a boost in your faith, I have never heard Jesse Duplantis that he did not give my faith a shot in the arm. Uh, so it's good. And Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So that's, that's going to be great. These are just momentums taking us as we move through this fast. And it's important to learn to build. How many can say amen to that? Your, your Christian life, the Bible says we move from victory to victory, from faith to faith. It says we are always in a triumphal procession. We have to learn to get out of that cycle of up and down. Somebody say amen. Out of up and down back and, and begin to build something. And that's what's happening right now. It's really powerful. I want to take a look. I've only taught uh, this kind of this thought one other time that I'm aware of uh, because it seems so basic, but I have people ask me. I'm not taking anything for granted. I want to make sure that you're learning about what happens when you pray. And one of the key areas when you pray is, is learning how to pray audibly, speaking out loud. I have a lot of people, I, I've had people say to me before, Pastor, uh, I'm not sure, I just don't sense it's, it's hard for me to pray. And I said, well, t- let's talk about praying. And, and they said, basically, I sit there and I think and meditate. Well, I don't know about you, but all my life, and I'm not making this up, I don't, they didn't have as much information on this as a child, which is probably good for me. But I'm probably borderline ADD person. I've taken some uh, tests and, and uh, it, it didn't look too good. <laughs> Uh, as an adult for where I was. And so I, you know, if I just sit and just try to, you know, my thoughts go everywhere. Uh, but when I begin to talk, when I speak, I'm connected, I'm focused. But I, I want to show you biblically the power of, of speaking, of praying, of learning to form your own thoughts and sentences. How many heard what I just said? You and I need to be able to understand, form your thoughts about God, speak your thoughts about God converse with God. So prayer is so powerful. When you pray today, I just really want to look at this. What happens with spoken prayer? What happens when I begin to do this? So I have a a ton or a lot, several, let me say. I have several scriptures just to lay a foundation to begin. So the first one I want to show you uh, is this. Why, why is in, is in um, I want to look here in Romans 10, but let me say one more thing here before we begin to read these scriptures. We are to pray. God told us to pray. Jesus told us. And he said, how do we pray? He said, pray this. First, hallowed is our Father in heaven. We worship you. We hallowed is your name. You're our Father. And then he says, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to hear this statement. One of the primary ways, avenues, vehicles, that God's will happens on earth is by his word and with his words. Words are given by God to release his kingdom on this earth. When you speak his word, when you declare his word, his will through your words, I want you to get this. You're literally releasing his kingdom into that 
situation. You're changing the atmosphere. It's when you speak. So, so look at this. I like the King James translation, and I've shared this with you before, but let, let's look at this today to begin. Why is the spoken word, why are words, audible words, so important as we pray? So then, how does faith come? Faith cometh. Come on, do a little King James with me. Let's do the E-S. Come on, come on. So faith cometh. Grandma, let's let Granny get her groove on today. All right, come on. Let, let's, let's do the King James and make everybody happy this morning. All right, so look. So then what? Faith cometh by what? Hearing and by hearing the Word of God. This word, word here, two primary words in the, in the New Testament in the Greek are translated word logos and rhema. Logos is the written Word of God. Rhema is the spoken Word of God. That's the one used here, rhema. So then faith cometh by hearing. See the ear? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the what? The word of God, the spoken word of God. Do you know that as you pray his word, as you say his word, as you speak his word, your faith begins to be built. Our faith grows. Now, I love to do this. I've done it with you before, so follow with me here. I want you to get this. Okay, come on, read it out loud with me. You ready? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing. Stop. Stop. Okay, let's stop. So then faith, come on, say it with me. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing. Stop. How does faith come? Hearing and hearing. So come, now you got me? Read it again. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing. Stop. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing. How does your faith grow? I didn't hear it once. I heard it twice. I heard it three times. I heard it four times. I'm fighting a battle, so what am I need to do to build my faith? I need to hear something. I need to hear something. If you're the only person there, hear yourself. Say it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. All right? So once you begin to see the power of the spoken Word. Let's look at Mark chapter 11 and verse 22. Mark 11 verses 22, 23, 24. Watch this. Have faith in God. We're talking about answered prayer. When I pray, what changes and shifts the situation? The power of speaking, praying audibly. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Let's go to verse 23. Truly I tell you, if anyone thinks to this mountain, if anyone, spoken word, how do the mountains move out of your life? Not hoping, not wishing, but saying. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that they say will happen, it will be done for them. Verse 24, let's look at this. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. We do what to the mountain? We say to the mountain. The power of praying, audibly speaking God's word. Look at Proverbs 18, 21. You know this verse but we need to be reminded with it. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. We speak life, we speak death. We speak life into a situation, or unfortunately our words can kill a situation. You can put life into your children or kill their spirit with your word. You can put life into your marriage or destroy it with your word. You can put life into a moment or destroy it with your words. Let's look at this next passage in Proverbs. I told you it's laying the foundation. Proverbs 10, 11. Look at this. The what? The, not the thoughts, not the brain, but the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. 
that's amazing. Do you, do you see? Do you understand why we're talking about this? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 3. Hebrews 1, 3, look at this. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. Come on, did you hear that? The sun, when you know Jesus, you know the glory of God. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. So look, look, look at this. This is an amazing statement. Look at this. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. Do you, do you understand what that sentence means? Everything that exists in this universe that is in order. Every element of creation. Every order that exists is sustained and held in its place by the powerful words of Jesus. After he had provided purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the very beginning, I want you to see how God operates. In the beginning, what did God do? Let me tell you something. I'm just, I'm just trusting in God enough to believe that's true. I believe God created everything that in this universe, all right? So, so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's go to verse 2. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And what was happening? Watch this. Watch this combination. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So God's going to create the universe. And in and, and, and this initial phase, things were not in order. They weren't set there was darkness, there, there was void. And so what happens? The Spirit of God is present. The Spirit of God is present. And in that moment, when it's time to create everything that exists, how does God do it? Look at verse 3. How does the entire creation process begin? And God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. I want you to understand that as you and I begin to pray, as we declare and speak the rhema word of God. you understand that? What's the rhema word? It's when I speak the Logos. When I declare God's word and speak it, then what God intended to happen when he said that word happens. What he desires becomes a reality. His kingdom in heaven becomes reality on this earth. Why? Because we are praying under his authority, exercising that authority, which releases his power. When we speak his word in the presence of the Holy Spirit, God's will, purpose, kingdom is released into that moment. It's amazing. It's amazing. Some of us think you've got to shout to get that done. You've got to yell to get that done. You've got to have a microphone and a sound system to make it done. No, all we have to do is know who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us and audibly declare the Word of God. And when we do, heaven begins to be released through those words. That's how God created. That's how God works. In the presence of the Holy Spirit, as we begin to speak the Word of God, we, we begin to see miracles happen. We, we release that. It, it's powerful. But, you know, here's, here's what I've discovered. I've discovered that very often, listen to me, because we're not hearing God's voice, listen, we don't have our voice. See, if, 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 if the inability to hear God's voice causes me to lose my voice. See, if I don't know what God has said, I don't have anything to say. If I'm not walking in a relationship, if I don't know his word and I'm not hearing what he's saying to me, I don't have anything to say. Do you know how often our prayers are short and dry and dull? Is because we're not having a conversation with God. 
See, we, we have to learn to hear God's voice so we can repeat his voice. How many hear what I'm saying? You understand that? What happened? Well, pastor, is God speaking to me? Listen, I want to tell you something today. I want to, when you pray, when you pray, great things begin to happen in your life. Everyone can pray. How many can breathe in this room right now? If you don't raise your hand, you're dead. How many can breathe in this room right now? Okay. How many can speak in this room right now? You can pray. So what happens as we begin to pray? We are with God. We're in the presence of God. It's not one way. It's a two-way communication. Listen to me. God is speaking to you. It, I don't mean angels fly in the room every day or a loudspeaker from heaven comes on. But I'm telling you, in your heart, in your spirit, where the Spirit of God dwells, listen to me. God is speaking to you. When you read the Bible, or you listen to me, sometimes people say, Pastor, I think I heard God. I think God told me this. Listen, man, when you read the Bible, you don't have to think, worry, discover, discern. That's the Word of God. He's talking to you. One day I was reading through Scripture, and I said, God, I want you to talk to me. Come on, talk to me like you talked to Moses. You know, come down on a mountain and rock and roll to North Alabama, you know. Do some stuff. Talk to me. Talk to me like you did that guy. I want to hear what you said. And you know what the Holy Spirit said? I'm talking to you just like him. I wrote it down. Read it. That's what I said. I said, all right. That's the way you want to do it. Good for me. But see, we need to understand God's talking to us. But you know why we are not aware of that? Because the other voices in our life are so loud that we don't hear him. The voice of negativity that we allow to be rehearsed in our life of criticism and condemnation is so loud that it drowns out the voice of God. You understand he's speaking to us, but we are processing continuous thoughts of I'm not good enough. God doesn't love me. He, I've gone too far. I have too much shame. I have too much guilt. And the whole time the sweet, wonderful, powerful voice of God is trying to say, you're not condemned. You're forgiven. It's not too late. You're right on time. I still love you. I haven't given up on you. I've got plans for you. But we allow those other voices to be so loud. So, so, so what do we do? Do you know, Phyllis, come here for a minute. I can't even illustrate this with anyone but my wife. You'll see one in a minute. Come, come on, sweetheart. I know you're taking notes. Come on. Come on. See, listen to me. Listen to me. Do you know that God whispers more often than he thunders? God whispers more often than he thunders. And you might say, well, I, don't, I haven't heard the voice of God. I don't know if God's speaking to me. I tell you, he's speaking. Somebody say amen. He's speaking. But I want you to watch this. I want you to watch this. He's speaking, but he's whispering to you. So the question is, why does God whisper? Why doesn't he just yell at me? That'd get our attention, wouldn't it? But watch this. If you want to yell at someone, you can do it from way over here. But there's a reason God whispers to you because watch this, watch this. See, I can't do this to anybody but her. God, I can't get this close to anybody else. Okay? So watch this. When you whisper, when you whisper, I'm, this, is, this is really private. We're going to let you in on it, Okay? When you whisper, watch what happens. You lean in. You know why God's whispering to you? Because he wants you to lean in to him. You know why God's whispering to you? Because he doesn't want you way over there. He wants you right here. And so he says, Phyllis, I want you to know that I really love you. <laughs> and I want you to know. I got your back. I'm praying for you this morning. And I'm with you. I'm standing with you. And you know, if we agree together, we can do anything in this prayer. That God is for us, not against us. 
you're a gift in my life, and I bless you. I love you. You're going to have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> that's whisper. Whisper. See, that's what happens. And so isn't it funny that we keep wanting God to shout at us because we're happy to be way over there when God wants you to lean in. He wants you to lean in. Come on, he's crazy about you. God's crazy about you. Whisper, whisper. See, see. Th- th- here's the thing about the whisper. It's not just about the information. It's about the intimacy. He wants you close. It's not just what you heard. It's what you experience in that moment. That's, that's the blessing of God. And so what you have to do, if, if you want to begin to understand that voice and hear that voice, you've got to turn some things off. You've got to go find some quiet place. You have to get out of the middle of everything. So, you know, I, I, I can't, listen, I, I have to admit, I've got to deal with it. I, I like football. I like to watch football. I like to listen to football. But I've rarely had a great revelation watching football. Nothing wrong with football. But it's not my prayer closet. It's not. Look at Psalm. Look at this verse in Psalms I have for you here. I want you to see this. And, and, uh, well, no, no. Let's, let's go this. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself and you guys. Let's go to 1 Kings 19. And I, I need to move on because I just want to illustrate that. Because I'm talking about you and I speaking. My point is this. You and I speaking, audible word. But we often don't have our voice because we haven't heard his voice. See, your authority to speak is the confidence you've heard him first. Does that make sense? I know his word. I have something to say. I've heard his voice. I have something to say. Do you know I think some people are afraid to get quiet? I think some people are afraid to be still. I'm going to think some people are afraid because, listen, come on. Listen, if you're not willing to listen to everything God says, you may stop hearing anything God says. See, I want God to comfort me, but he also has the right to convict me. You with me? And I think that's why some people run from the voice of God because you get really still and quiet in the presence of God, God will talk to you. Out of his love, he speaks truth and love, doesn't he? Say, George, you can do this. You need to work on that. But if I'm willing to listen to everything he says, I can hear it. So watch this. Why does God whisper? I, I love this. Look at this mighty prophet. So the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord's about to pass by, Okay. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. (laughs) And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a... God's way to speak. We, We think everything God does is an earthquake. Everything God does is a whirlwind. Everything God does is a fire. Sometimes God loves you so much, he wants to whisper. So you lean in. So you'll come closer. Huh? So, so, so look at this. I think there's one more verse. Or was that it? Yeah. When Elijah heard it, huh, you know what he did? Look, look, why did he do this? He pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then, someone say then. See the whisper. Then a voice said to him, you doing here, Elijah? Now, Elijah had given up, was hiding out in the cave, was going to quit. But look at this. I love this. When he heard that whisper, he said, that's God. And he knew it was God. It was so awesome to see God. He, he knew he was about to have such an encounter. He put his cloak over his face because he said, I'm about to see God and I don't want to die. <laughs> God's going to be so close to me. I'm going to lean in so close on this whisper that I'm going to be in the very presence of Almighty God. And what does God do when you begins to whisper to you? He says, get up out of that cave. 
I haven't given up on you. It's not too late. You're my man. Get up. You can do this thing. Come on. What are you doing in there? I'm not through with you. See, if we don't hear his voice, we don't have our voice. So somebody says, God's going to whisper to me. Come on, and I'm going to hear it. And when he starts whispering, I'm going to move in real close, huh? Because I, I, I don't want to miss anything. That's where God not only gives you information, he gives you an intimate relationship with them. Go to Ezekiel chapter 31. See, this is a scenario I want to happen in you and your family, but I had to get you there first, all right? If I don't hear his voice, I don't have a voice. If I'm not sure what God has said, I don't have anything to say. So, so watch this dynamic. I want you to see this is the power of praying out loud, of speaking out loud. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse number 1. I want you to see it. I know I'm giving you tons of scripture, but how many know faith comes by <laughs> and hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word. You want to walk out of here with your faith supercharged today. You're going to walk out of here and say, man, I want to pray. I want to, I want to lean in. God's going to talk to me. God talks to me. I'm going to tune out the noise and get close to God, and I'm going to hear the voice of God, then I'm going to have something to say. See, if I don't hear his voice, I don't have a voice. If I don't know, thus saith the Lord, I don't have anything to tell you. I don't know what to say. So here we are in Ezekiel 37. In verse number one, and, and I'm just going to, I'm not going to stop every verse. I'm, let, let's, let's begin to read this, but, but here's the prophet of God, all right? Here's God's man, God's prophet, and he brings him to a place that, that is a, a disappointment, a, a place of defeat, a place of, of lost hope, lost dreams. It, it was a, a, a massive battlefield where, where the army of Israel had been so destroyed that nobody wanted to go there. Nobody wanted to look at it. They didn't even go bury their dead. They just walked off and left it. One of the most uh, discouraging, humiliating places in the history of this nation. And God finds a man, all right? Verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out, how? By the Spirit. Okay, remember that, that combination in Genesis 1, 3, 1, 2, and 3, what happened? And the Spirit of the Lord was there, and God spoke, right? And the Spirit of the Lord was there, and God spoke. So here he is. I want you to understand how many of you are born again. The Holy Spirit lives in your life. He lives in your life. Once you're born again, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit that has been resident in your life becomes president of your life. What are you talking about? The living water inside of you begins to burst out and overflow. See, it's not enough of having the... See, uh, uh, people talk about being spirit-filled. What I'm concerned about is people being spirit-spilled. So we got enough people with enough of Jesus for themselves. You need some for you and everybody around you. When you walk through the house, we'll say, man, we just got wet. Something just happened. The river ran over this place. You walk into work tomorrow morning, there's a tangible sense that God moved into this place. Because everywhere you go, why do I ask those questions? The Holy Spirit is with you. And in that setting, you can speak. So the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Some, listen to me. Sometimes God will put you in a place that, that you don't like, that you don't want, that you wish you were not there. It doesn't make any sense to you. It's lonely, scary, creepy. Come on. Nobody wants to walk through a boneyard. But God put him there. I want you to know he put him there to show him his power. Right now, you may be in a scenario that you hate, you don't like. It doesn't make sense. It's even frightening and intimidating. But I want you to know you're not alone in that place right now. You're not by yourself. God will never let you walk through a valley that he will not walk there with you. He will show you his power in that place. So, so he takes him there. Verse 2, he led me back and forth among them. 
And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. This had been like this a long time. It had be, watch this, it had become accepted as the norm. It was the status quo. You know what? The devil wants to give you a new normal, which is way below the will of God in your life. The devil wants you to accept a life that's not in the will of God. So he took him back and forth. It was dry. It had been like that a long time. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone can answer that. It's above our pay grade. So what is God going to do when you're facing that dead place, that hopeless place, that defeated place, where you've already lost, where, where you wish you weren't there? So what does he say? Verse 4. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say why do we pray audibly because you can't prophesy until you say it because we don't release heaven until we say it because we don't have our faith built until we say it because we really do not fully engage as a partner of God in prayer till we say it all right so he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them so someone says pastor What am I supposed to say? You're supposed to say what God said. Well, I don't know what God said. Well, be still a little longer and catch his voice and repeat what he whispered to you. The next time he whispers, lean in. Tell everybody else, hey, I'm sorry, I've got to stop. See, I, 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 another family illustration, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a thing that happens to us when you have grandchildren. I don't know what it is. I used to laugh at all those grandparents and I became one, so what can I do? I remember that, you know, Meredith and Nicole, our daughters growing up, and, 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 and man, I loved them. They're for them. Phyllis and I, we, we did all the things, but, you know, you know how that goes, man. You're, you're, you're training those kids and get everything done, and you're young, and you're working, you're moving. And, and I remember when my first granddaughter, when first grandchild, Brooklyn, was born, and I was in my office counseling one day in and, and, and the Beltline campus. We have uh, down our hall, all the pastor's offices have windows, so, it, you know, everything is open and transparent. I was talking to a couple, and, and Brooklyn comes running up. She's probably... You know, I don't know if she's even two. And she bangs on the window, bang, 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 in my office. And I look out there, and there she is. And I look at those people, and I look at her, and she's bang, 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 bang. And she's waving at me. And I look at her, and I look at those people. i got to be honest, probably, it's been Meredith or Nicole. I was like, shh, dad's busy. But I saw that granddaughter, and I looked at those people. I said, if you'll hold it just a minute, I'm going to be right back. And I walked outside in the hall, picked up my grandbaby, said, how you doing? I kissed her and held her and said, I love you, and put her down and went back in. You know, sometimes you just got to hit pause and say, I got to hear this voice. I got to walk into this moment. I, I, I've got to hit pause. I, I, I'm coming over here because I need to say something. Prophesy to these bones and say to them. See, God will give you the voice. You have to share it. What do we say? Dry bones? Don't hear me. What do you say? What do you say? Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Who's saying it? You're saying it. But it's the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Ah, see, it doesn't matter what you and I say. It doesn't matter what you and I go. What does the Lord say? This is what the Lord says. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. God said that. Then he said, I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. What do we do in the next verse? So I prophesied. 
God said, do it, and I did it. Do you notice, although God authored the word, God spoke the word, God told him what to say, nothing happened in the valley of dry bones till he said it. God is the author, but you're the communicator. God is the source, but you're the conduit. He tells you what he wants. We repeat what he says, and it is as if his words are flowing right through us. He implants the power of the Holy Spirit in the words that he speaks and they have to be released through human vessel look at it so I prophesied as I was commanded and as not before but as and as I was speaking prophesying there was a noise a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone you know almost somebody's got to sing you know Leg bone connected to Anyway, we're not going to do that now. I don't have time. So as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling around. The bones came together, bone to bone. Look at verse 8. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, just like God said. But there was no breath in them. All right, so he's prophesying. He's saying what God said. It's beginning to happen, all right? Then he said to me, all right, so he, he followed step one. You understand, prayer is a process. Prayer is a communication. It's starting where you are and moving to where God has planned for you. So he did. So, so if he had not prophesied, spoken, repeated the voice of God the first time, they wouldn't be at this next juncture. So he'd spoken. So God says, verse 9, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. God gave him the next step. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the Lord says. Now, I want you to get this. Here's what happens to us if we're not careful. We all fight it. I deal with it. We all do. We, we want to see that whole valley of, of dry bone jump up and be everything perfect. Watch this. So God whispered in his ear, you prophesy. He did it. The bones came. The tendons came. But there was no breath. Here, here's the challenge. Listen. When you're praying, prophesying, speaking, trusting, believing, and the process starts but it's not through, what do I do? Do I give up? No. I go back to the whisperer. You understand that? I go back to that place. God, I did what you said, and it started, but it's not done. Okay, then I must have another message here. Do you understand the power of this is that God will often do it in steps. Why? Because he likes you coming. He wants you close. If he did it all on the first hand, what would you and I do? We'd just run off and say, check you later. But God wants you coming back. God wants you coming back. God wants you coming back. Hey, listen, the first time I whispered to Phyllis when we were dating and she leaned in, I thought, I like this whisper business. I'm going to whisper some more. You know, so I learned that. I learned if I get quiet, people get close. You see that? I, I, I wouldn't, you know, with, with, I, she, she's a really the first woman I ever fell in love with. Okay, you understand? So, so there was some wannabes, but not the real deal. You understand? So, sorry, I shouldn't even said that. Not okay. Let's go on. Woo! Give me Jesus. But so, so I had a guy world. My, I grew up on a construction site in a football field. So nobody ever whispered. They hollered, yelled, and fussed and cussed. You understand what I'm saying? That's all I knew. And 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 if I'm, and, and the last thing I want is one of those ugly men close to me. So I never whispered to anybody. You understand what I'm saying? I yelled as loud as I could because over there is close enough for me. How many understand, guys? You get me, don't you? I don't want some man up close to me. Get nasty, stinky stuff out of here. If I want to tell you something, I'll tell you. You don't need to get away. It even bothers you, doesn't it? They get close like, geez, what are you doing? 
You ever watch men? Men are like two magnets. You know those opposite poles? Like that man's there, he walks to you, and you just start walking back. Just talk. Just talk. I can hear you from here. Come sit down by you on the couch. You're like, what's wrong with you? Our favorite thing to do back in the old days, you know, when you're driving your dad's pickup truck, had that bench seat there before you had the back seat, you know, all they all just had a bench seat, get three guys in it. And so what we do, we're driving along, and here's, here's a girl over here. So if you're by the window, you've got three guys here by the window, you honk the horn and bend down. <laughs> that guy's stuck in the middle. He can't go anywhere. So they look at you, and here's two guys sitting there in the car. You're just laughing your head off down here. Sorry, Arkansas fun. You got to make your stuff up there. But what is, but I learned something with Phyllis. That first time I learned about whispering. You whisper, it gets quiet, it gets intimate. And she leans in. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to learn how to whisper. That's what I thought when I met her. I got to get this whisper thing down. All right? So what happens? He says, Ezekiel, you say what I say. And he did. And, 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 and there was, the bodies were there, but no breath. So what does he do? Intensely, God, because he wants him to come back. So he comes back, and we look at verse number 9, and, and, and what happens here? He says this, uh, Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, say to it. This is what the sovereign Lord says. See, that's the voice. I don't have a voice unless I've heard his voice. The sovereign Lord says, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. You understand? Come here. This is what I want you to say. Say it. He goes and says it. What happened? And breath entered them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Do, do, do you understand? Watch this. He says, Let's keep reading verse 11. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up. See, what? look at this. I want you to get this. Look, look at this. They say. They said. What are they saying? They're saying our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We're cut off. Do you see that? They weren't leaning in. They didn't hear the voice of God. So they didn't have a voice. All they said when they looked at the valley was this. We, our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. We're cut off. If we say that all the time, we never hear God say, prophesy. We never hear God say, speak my word. Do you see what the two different things? They're saying, they're saying, they're saying. He said, I, but I found a man who will say what I say. I found someone who will say what I say. No matter what the voice in your life and your family is, if God speaks to you and you have the faith to say what he says, God releases heaven into that situation. I realize I don't have to pray in front of everyone. All I have to do is pray. When I pray, I release heaven in that moment. They said, we have no hope. We're cut off. We're all dried up. Let's keep reading. But verse 12, therefore prophesy. What do you do? Third time, say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, oh, my people. I am going to open your grave. Did you hear that? I'm going to take dead things and resurrect them. I, when you speak your word, this is what happens. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. I'll restore. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. And I will put my spirit in you. And you will live, and I will settle you in your land. Then you will know, then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. The end result is they say, look what God has done. And we're good with that. You prophesied, 
but God gets the glory. You said it, but God is honored. You broke the, into that. Now, I want you to stand with me. Let's stand. Don't go anywhere. We need to do something. Stand with me. Worship team, please join me. I've only given you a third of my message today. So, Hallelujah. There are 52 Sundays in a year. So. so what do we do? What do we do intentionally, on purpose? We have to be quiet with God. We've got to find a place where you can lean in and pay attention. It's good. I mean, any, anywhere you pray, anytime you pray, anytime you communicate with God, it's good. But I'm going to listen to him. We must begin to hear the voice of God. I'm convinced he's speaking. It's just the negativity has become louder and the busyness and the noise that we can't hear him. That we don't hear him. I want us to realize today that God wants to walk into your valley of death and defeat and discouragement into the place where everyone is saying we have no hope we're cut off there's no future for us and in the middle of that God wants you to begin to prophesy so pastor what does it mean to prophesy it just means to say what God says say what God says you know what I discovered there were so many things and questions and how do I do this and what do I say that I began to learn I've got to, I've got to, I need to simplify this I just need to hear what God says. I need to say what God says. I need to repeat what God says. I need to be convinced this is the will of God, and we're going to do this. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.